So today, we're going to kick off Christmas at Calvary. Uh, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We're going to read verse 13. But if you didn't know, this is the chapter of love. Uh, God yeah. is love. Yeah. And uh, he has a lot to say about love. And uh, let's read together, shall we? Um, it says this, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. And now these three remain. You can tell that Paul is concluding a thought, right? He says this, and now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. Let's talk about it today. If you could take your right hand, set it on your heart. Come on, repeat after me. Eyes to see. Eyes to see. Ears to hear. Ears to hear. A mouth to confess. A mouth to confess. All of the good things. All of the good things. Christ has provided. Christ has provided. For me. For me. Do you believe that? I do. Come on. Give him a hand clap of praise. Well, I believe, Jaron, you know, as, as we're talking to our friends this morning, I think 2020 has been a pretty rough year. As we look back and, you know, many of us are already looking forward to 2021, um, we can't help but to look back. And, and we would say that there's a lot of things that have happened that we've never live through right i'm talking about a global pandemic economic recession you talk about mass unemployment in our in our in our country hey here's one political division right political division record wildfires there was racial reckoning in our country um extra hurricanes and floods i mean you name it, and now guess what? We're talking about alien monoliths yeah. that are showing up, yeah. and it's a mystery. Why are these yeah. things showing up? Or the know. aliens are about only twenty twenty. Only twenty twenty. That's right. Only twenty twenty. But with that, did I miss anything? Right? You have to ask yourself all these things that have happened. Did I miss anything? Well, I can tell you, all that stuff happened on top of what you already deal with: emotional challenge. Relational challenges, financial challenges, right? Even physical challenges and, and so much more. But isn't it any wonder that 2020 has become known as the year of anxiety? So much anxiety. And here's a surprise for us today that that anxiety is more prevalent in the church than anywhere. And the believers of Christ, we have so much anxiety and could it be that we are not taking Christ at his word? See, none of us have been immune from the effects of this year. And personally, I think we can go around this room and we can each share of some transitions that we had to make. We, have, we can share about some anxiety moments, right? Some worry moments, some disappointments that we experienced in this year. And hear me, if there's ever a year that we need Christmas, come on, this is it. Yeah. If there's ever a year that we need the hope yeah. of Christmas, come on. come on, are you with me? This is it. Yeah. If there's ever a year that we need the Christ revelation, this is that year. I believe it. And it's a good thing that you've made it thus far. And can I just declare over here that you're going to continue then more than make it Come on. you're going to you're going to know what it is to be a more than an overcomer 
a conqueror and a victor in Christ. I believe it. So this is the season of hope. Christmas is the season of hope. So I thought we'd talk about it for, for just a few minutes today. And someone said that Christians are in the business of hope, right? Which is ironic because, you know, we get to talk to precious people each and every day. And right now, that's not what we're hearing from a lot of Christians. So do you know what, do we know what hope is? Before we dive into this, I think we got to answer a few questions. But do we know what hope is? For some, hope is a little more than some wishful thinking, right? Hope to us sounds like this, man, I hope that I win the lottery. Amen. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Hope to us, man, I think this year more than ever, I hope the Cowboys just win a game. (laughs) That hurts. I feel like if we're honest, the chances are about the same. Yeah. The chances are about the same. Yeah, absolutely. With lottery and the Cowboys, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. Some of us, when we, say, when we have hope, we, we sum up hope like this. I hope that he'll change or she will change after marriage. I hope it won't rain all day today. I like to get out and experience the outdoors, right? I hope it's only going to be 15 days to slow the spread. Well, We've made it past 15 days and probably 115 days. days. Yeah. Yeah. And we're almost like at 200 days. Are you hearing me? So we have to understand that the problem with that kind of hope is that it disappoints us. Right? It disappoints us more often than not. Plus, it isn't the kind of hope that we read about in the Bible. Now, remember what we just read. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 says this. And now these three remain. Someone say remain. Remain. Faith, hope, and love. I used to wonder about this verse, and I understood faith and love. I, could, I got that, right? I understood faith and love, but I couldn't get my head around what hope actually meant. And why does Paul say that hope remains or hope abides or lasts forever? Why does he, why does he say that it remains Because in my experience, hope was anything but permanent. Hope was anything that uh, was permanent. And hope was a thread that snapped real easy. Right? And do you need your hope strengthened today? I think all of us need our hope strengthened today. And before we go into a few truths that that will show us what hope is and really what Christmas, how it has Uh, communicate to us that hope is here and now Uh, let's answer a few questions so what is hope what is it all about well when you ask the question what is hope many of us are going to try to google the word right that's the first thing that we're going to do and if you google the word hope and most of the quotes and the definitions that you find they're riddled with cynicism and disappointment meaning they sound like this i hope my shipment comes in from Amazon. Hello, Christmas. Man. Um, Here's another one. I'm tired of getting my hopes up. I have too many high hopes and too many disappointments. Man, that sounds like a jaded preacher right there. (laughs) Ouch, right? But listen, if you talk to anybody that that doesn't have this new covenant revelation, you could hear this kind of language come out. 
and can I just be honest, maybe some of us have said this type of things this week. Man, I better not hope, put my hope in that because I don't want to get hurt. And so many of us have been so disappointed because hope is widely seen as a bad thing. Let me tell you like this. It's a bait for hiding any dangerous hook. It's the philosophy of the world to overstate everything, hear me, and predict the worst possible outcome. That's what we hear. So anyone who has dealt with any kind of doctor, right, has experienced this because, because of liability issues, right, they are, they are reserved to only state worst case scenarios. And many of us, we, we communicate like that as well. And listen, what the world considers as wisdom. Hey, don't hope, don't get your hopes up. Why do they do that? Because they don't want to get your hopes up. They don't want to break your heart. But can I tell you and remind all of us today that it's hope that keeps the world from imploding. That's good. The whole, my entire world can be shaken. Meaning there are some things in my life that can be taken away at times due to just life. God's not the author of bad. There's just life that happens. And things can be taken away at times. I can lose something. I can lose someone. I can, I can, I can come across a moment of hurt. But hear me, it's the hope in our heart that keeps us from imploding. And I believe that. So today we're going to talk about it. So when it comes to hope, Jaron, what, what is what is hope? What is what, how do we define hope? Yeah, well, one thing I love that you said is that a lot of times we see our hope as a thread. Yes. Right. That snaps yeah. really quickly. It's really easy to break. It's yeah. sensitive. And I think that's a lot of times how we live. Our, our, our hope seems like a thread but I have a new definition for hope. Yes. Biblical hope, the hope that Jesus gives is not a thread. Mm. I like to see it more as a rope. Yeah. Right. Hope that's, is a rope right. that links you to a truth that you haven't experienced yet. Come on. Let's see it that way. So hope, let's see it as a rope that links you to a truth that you haven't experienced yet. To a truth that you haven't experienced exactly. yet. That's the key part. That's exactly. awesome. And you just said it. The key word in that definition is truth. Yeah. It's truth. Listen, you got to understand, everyone in this room, you, me, everyone in this room, we all have a hope rope. Yeah. We all have a hope rope. But listen, what matters is not your rope. What matters is what you hitch your rope to. Come on, man. Everyone has a hope rope, but if you hitch your rope to something that isn't true, something that's not secure, you're going to be disappointed. We say stuff like this all the time. I was hoping that guy would be the right one, but he <laughs> broke my heart. Yep. Now I can't trust anyone. I was hoping this job would be my dream career, but I hate my job. Wow. Right? We set our hopes on the wrong thing. We say stuff like this. I was hoping that this investment would pay off but now I'm further behind in my finances than I've ever been we we hitch our hope rope on the wrong thing it's not based on truth so when disappointments come and trust me we've all experienced this especially this year disappointments yeah. will come yeah. 
When disappointments come, you may blame your rope, but your rope is not the problem. The problem is what you're hitching your rope to. The problem is what you hitched it to. I love what one of my favorite authors, Darren Hufford, he says in his book, The Misunderstood God. He says this, hope was created for truth and nothing but the truth. There's a hitch on the back of truth that we can connect our hope to that pulls us through challenges and circumstances we couldn't otherwise make it through. Truth is a hitch. And it's so important, especially right now, That's so good. to hitch our hope rope to the truth. Listen, we can have another, another little definition for hope. What is hope? Yeah. It's something that is, it's not wishing, yeah. right? A lot of times we see hope as wishing, but hope is not wishing. Hope is knowing. knowing. I don't wish for something that's true. I know when something's true. And that's very interesting because a lot of our hoping outside the context of God for us becomes wishing. Yeah, absolutely. And we say we're hoping, but what we're actually doing is wishing. Absolutely. You know the difference? And I love that you're sharing is the difference is truth. Yeah. To know who you are in Christ. Absolutely. That's the truth. And that's where true hope comes from. That's good. It's a, it's a true hope. And, and we can see it as a confident expectation. Yeah. Right? When I know something, I'm confident, confident. in that. Right. When I know for a fact that the Chiefs are going to win today, come on, I can be confident Ouch. in that. Come on, yes. Kansas City. Listen, it's a confident expectation of something that's true, yeah. not wishing on something that might end up being false. Yeah. That's what hope is. Listen, it's, it's, we all saw it. It's little orphan Annie singing, <laughs> the sun will come out tomorrow. Why? <laughs> because the sun will come out that's tomorrow. Right. That's right. We, we hitch our hope on the truth. That's what hope is. And I, I would say, especially right now, that hope matters more than any, or just about anything else right now. That's why you see so many people ready for the Christmas season. That's why my wife wanted to put up our Christmas tree before Thanksgiving. Come on, husbands. Why? Because we all need hope more than anything else right now. Why? Because hope matters. That's right. Pastor David, I want you to tell us why does hope matter so much? I love that. Um, you know, hope is very important. Uh, Proverbs 13, 12 says this, that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Another translation says when hope is crushed, the heart is crushed. Did you know that some of us have experienced our hope deferred so much so that it's made us physically sick? This is why hope is so important, because we can't live without hope. There's no way we can. Hope, if you didn't know, it gives you strength. I remember in, in, in past years where I couldn't see anything good happening in my life. Right? By the way, you only have your perspective of your life. Someone else could come in and say, wow, your life is amazing, but we can't see it because we only have one perspective. I don't know who that's for, but you just need to be encouraged today, but that the way you're seeing your life is not the only way. So hope gives us strength. Hope allows us to endure. And someone wants to define hope as this, H-O-P-E, which is 
Hold on because pain ends. I don't know who this is for today, but you need to understand that God has given you the ability to hope. Hold on because pain will end. If you're going through hardships right now, hold on to that hope that's not from you, that's not from man, but it's from God. Hold on to it. You know what I love about the, that is hold on, pain yeah. ends. It's something that we know, like we just said, yes. is true. It's true. It's a confident expectation that hold on. Why? Because pain ends. That's right. It does. It's a confident expectation of something. Speaking of truth, true, there is only one person in Scripture that said, I am the truth, the way, and the life. And, it, and in Jesus, you have to understand that, that whatever it is, because you know of truth, because your hope is in truth, as you said, because my hope rope is attached to truth, Mr. Truth, guess what? He's going to reveal peace. He's going to reveal strength, right? He's going to reveal everything I need because he's allowing me to hope because pain will end. So listen, if you've heard a bad report, that hope that you received from God, hold on to it. If you're standing on shaky ground right now, if you feel so vulnerable that you feel like the ground is going to be uh, swept from under you, hold on to that firm footing today, that hope that you've been given. When you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, hold on to that hope that you've been given. And when your hope is hitched to truth, here's what's going to happen. There's nothing that you can't endure. I'm going to say that again because that's a truth for us today. When your hope rope is hitched to truth, when you know, when you have confidence in Mr. Truth as Mr. Peace, as your future, as your provider, as your healer, right? There is nothing that you can't endure. So let me say it like this because one of the fruit of the spirits, and I say fruit, not fruits, because in Galatians, it's only singular. One of the fruit of the spirit is this word endure. We don't talk about that as being one of the fruit. We talk about everything else. Peace, kindness, love, right? Give me all that good stuff. But did you know that one of the fruit of the spirit is enduring? That you may have the strength that you may have the tenacity by way of Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection to be able to walk through tough situations, but still, hear me, have joy. That's enduring. When you're coming out, guess what? You're also going through. But hear me, hope is only as good as the truth that it's hitched to. So if Ooh, say that, say that again. <laughs> hope. Because we need to get that. Yes. Hope is only as good as the truth that is hitched to. Mm. So if my hope is hitched to facts, facts change. Facts change. Then guess what? When facts change, my hope is going to be deferred, right? It's my good. hope is going to be crushed. It's unstable. It's unstable. It's good. But when I have my hope attached to truth, it doesn't matter what changes, what it's kind good. of facts out here change, my hope remains. Because it remains with so hope, good. faith, and love. So real quick, where does hope come from? Because there's a lot of talk about this now. In the, great, in, the, in, the, in the new covenant with grace, you know that we receive. That's your role. You receive. You can't muster this stuff up. It's good. Right? You can't produce faith on your own. 
Matter of fact, whatever God desires from you, he desires love from you. It takes first receiving love to be able to love him back. So there's nothing that you can give to God that he first won't give to you. Are you getting me? That's good. He doesn't need you. He wants you. He desires you, right? So when it comes to this aspect of hope, where do I get hope? Can, can I go to a worship experience and get hope? Can I listen to my favorite podcast preacher and get hope? Where do I, where does hope, hope come from? You know, I will say this. This is, this is a really deep theological thought, yeah. okay? So if you're taking notes, pay attention, write this down. Where does hope come from? You Talk ready? To us. It comes from God. Hey. Deep and theological this morning. <laughs> hope, That's right. true hope, let's say that. Because there's false hope. Yeah. True hope comes from God. Paul puts it pretty plainly in Romans chapter 15. He says this in verse 13. May the God of hope yeah. fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with what? With hope wow. by the power of the Holy Spirit. So where does hope come from? It comes from. From the Holy Spirit. And hey, you know what I'm thankful for this morning? Hope comes from the Holy Spirit. And where is the Holy Spirit? It's on the inside of me. So I have access to the hope that I possess right now. Listen, it's the truth that we hitch our hope to. And listen, it's the truth that we hitch our hope to. And there is no greater truth. Can I encourage you this morning that there is no greater truth to, to, to set your hope and to affix your hope rope on than Father God himself. Yes. The source of hope. Yeah. I choose to set my hope on the source of hope. Because yeah. when I do that, it can't go away. It can't fade. It can't break. It's not a thread that can be easily snapped. Yep. It's a three-stranded rope that cannot be easily broken. Come on. Listen, listen, the Bible says that at one time we were actually without hope. Why? Because it says we were, we were without hope because we were without God. We were without hope because we were without God. But can I tell you this morning, I came to preach just a little bit. The fact that we are no longer separated from God and because God is inside of us, because we have the Holy Spirit indwelled in our being, we are not away from God. Therefore, we have hope. As 2 Corinthians says, we've set our hope on him that's good news today listen and you attach your hope rope to anything less than god listen you're gonna you're gonna be disappointed you're gonna be pretty disappointed you set your hope rope on on your spouse Uh uh-oh you're gonna be disappointed yeah you set your hope rope on 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 your career Mm. on your salary Mm. on your commission Mm. on your friends on yourself you're gonna be disappointed Listen, you're setting yourself up for failure. But can I tell you this morning, you set your hope rope on him. It's never going to fade. Listen, you get to reign in life. When I set my hope rope on him, I get to reign in my finances. I get to reign in my marriage. I get to reign with my future children. I get to reign in every area of life because my hope is set in the right place. And if you're thankful for that, come on, give Jesus some praise this morning. Yeah. My hope rope's in the right place. I'm sitting, I'm fixing it, I'm attaching it to the right place. Listen, 1 Peter says something that I really love. He says in chapter 1, verse 3, 
Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth. I could stay there for a while. Into a living hope. Everyone say that. A living hope. Not just any hope. Not a dead hope. Not a false hope. Into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Listen, Peter in this verse talks not about just any hope. He talks about a living hope. So let's answer a question really quick. What is a living hope? Well, I think you can answer it pretty simply. You said Mr. Truth. I also call him Mr. Hope. What is a living hope? It's hope in a risen Savior who lives, right? We, we don't put our trust in a dead Savior. We don't put our trust in a, on. On a cruci- just a crucified Savior who didn't rise. No, we set our hope in a Savior who rose from the dead, who lives in us. That's a living hope. That's a living hope. It's setting it in a Lord who gives life. He gives hope to the, to the emotionally dead. Listen, this world is going to crush your hopes and dreams, especially in 2020. But listen to me. I came to tell somebody this morning that your heavenly father doesn't want you to become hopeless. He didn't design us to become hopeless. He didn't die for us to be hopeless. He died for us. He designed us to be filled with hope. Hope. Listen, we all have a great need for hope, but I'm thankful and I hope you're thankful this morning that while we have a great need for hope, we have an even greater God who meets that need, who gives us the hope we need when we lose our job. He gives us the hope we need that we're going to find a better one. When 2020 throws up alien monoliths, he gives us hope that that's probably not true. I hope it's not. Anytime we need hope, I'm thankful this morning that I have a God who meets that need greater than the hope that I need. That's good. Listen, here's Hufford again in that same book. He says this, when our wasted hope in untrue things and untrue things comes to an end and we're empty inside and without hope. Anybody felt like that at some point this year? Empty inside and without hope. This is where it gets good. He says this, God is there supplying a new dose of hope because he knows that without hope we're never going to get better yeah i think that's true i think without hope we're never going to get better and listen when you're shaken by bad news there's a lot of bad news going on right now you just turn on channel three you're going to see it in about 12 seconds there's a lot of bad news going on right now listen the temptation and this is in my own life the temptation is to look around for where I can find my hope. That's what so many people are doing right now. We're looking around us, what's on the earth, what the Bible calls temporary. We're looking to, to our spouse. We're looking to a political party. We're looking to uh, a, a, a future uh, that we hope for. We're looking around. We're looking at anything we can find to give us hope. And sadly, I would say there's a lot of preachers even right now and, and who are well-intentioned who are telling us, hey, don't look around, look up. But I'd say not even that's good enough. Yeah. Because my hope is not just up there in the sweet by and by. Here's what I would say. Don't look around. Don't look up. Hey, how about this? Let's look in. Yeah. Let's yeah. look in because the hope is inside us. It's not just up in the sky. Yeah. It's inside of us. So let's look in when the temptation so comes good. to look around. 
Listen, uh, the, David says in Psalm 39, he says this, but now, Lord, what do I look for? Mm. A lot of people are looking right now. He says, what do I look for? My hope is in you. Mm. My hope is found where? In you. Can I give you a little secret this morning? If my hope is in him, yeah. where is he? Yes. He's in me. The Bible declares that Jesus Christ reigns on the inside of me. And if that's where my hope is, I don't have to look around. I can look in. And I'll say this as well. Listen, there's only one remedy for bad news. One remedy. You ready? Good news. The one remedy for bad news is surprisingly enough, it's good news. And I love what Paul says in Colossians 1. He says this, do not move on from the hope held out in the gospel. In other words, what Paul is saying, don't move on from this good news. Because if you move on from this good news, you're going to get trapped. You're going to get surrounded. You're going to get stuck in all the sort of bad news that naturally comes in your mind, all the thoughts that flood around in your mind. But we cannot stray from this good news. I'm thankful for a church. I'm thankful for a pastor who doesn't stray from the good news. We stick to the gospel because that's where the good news is found to break the bad news. That's right. Listen, there's a lot of shaking going on right now. There is yeah. a lot of shaking going on right now. But you got to li- listen, you got to hold, like you said, Pastor David, you got to hold on to that hope rope mm-hmm. that you have. It's the, the hope rope that's not hitched onto unstable ground, but it's hitched onto truth because yeah. that's what's secure. That's what's firm. That's good news today. Listen, I'll say this as well. We got to start focusing. We got to start examining on what we're listening to. That's right. There's a lot of voices flooding our minds right now, but we got to focus on what we're listening to. How do we have access to a living hope? By focusing on what we're listening to. I'll say this because oftentimes what we listen to determines what we put our hope in. So if I listen to what's going on around the world, I'm going to end up putting my hope in the things of this world. But ulteriorly, if I put my or if I start listening to the truth that Christ has placed on the inside of me, that he's spoken to me, guess where my hope's naturally going to be found? It's going to be found in the truth that he tells me. And so we got to start listening to the hope that Jesus brings. Listen, when the doctor speaks death, you got to start listening to Jesus who speaks life. Listen, when, when your boss says something bad, we got to start listening to our father who says something good. When someone you love speaks doubt, we got to listen to the spirit of Christ who's always believing. Listen, when our own thoughts run through our minds speaking that we're not good enough, speaking uh, negative self-image, we got to listen to the Holy Spirit who always reminds us of our perfected identity in Christ. We got we to gotta listen to the right things. And I love what you said, Pastor David, our theme verse, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. I think they're, they're, they're organized like that on purpose. Faith, hope, and love. I see it kind of like a little pyramid. Why? Because I'll say this, you're never going to walk by faith until you start walking in hope. And you're never going to be able to walk in hope unless you are walking in your father's love. It's a little pyramid. 
Love is the foundation. And when you start walking in your father's love, you'll be able to start walking in hope. And when you start walking in hope, you'll be able to start walking in faith. They all go together. That's right. You know, did anyone ever see those T-shirts when we were growing up that said, no Jesus, no life? Then it also said, no K-N-O-W, Jesus, no life. It's the same way here. You, you know, you're not living in love. There's no hope. But listen, when you know his love, you're going to know hope. That's right. That's right. You know, that brings up a a good question because I've heard people ask this. So how do you cultivate a strong, resilient hope? How do we, if we, if we have the ability, or I would say if we have, we can put our energy towards the right things, right? How do we cultivate a strong, resilient hope? Now, let me just, let me talk to you for just a second. Because I believe that we have the greatest message in the entire world. Yeah. Now, there are many that, and I would say in the capital C church, the church as a whole, who believe that um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are gospels. Yeah. Obviously, as you learn how to read the Bible, rightly divide the scripture because not everything was for you, right? Not everything that Jesus said talks to new covenant believers today. Come on. We, we need to understand that a way that we can cultivate a strong and resilient kind of hope is to hear the good news of Jesus' finished work. And what I mean by that's even scripture it says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. What was the word? It was Jesus. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word became flesh and then dwelt among us. What was God's word? God's word was Jesus. So the message to humanity has always been Jesus. Jesus came to communicate something to you and I says that I'm here because you couldn't achieve righteousness. You couldn't achieve healing. You couldn't achieve peace. You couldn't achieve all these things that were demanded of you. So I'm here. I'm walking this earth not as an example for you to follow, but as you I'm going to the cross, and as I die, you die. But guess what? As I raise, now you're raised as well. That is the message that we're talking about. And that sounds different. Can I be honest? It just hits in the heart differently. It's different. It hits differently. So how do we cultivate this? Well, you... Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Hey, faith comes by sitting in a gospel circle. Okay. And learning who I am in Christ. Yeah. What inheritance means to me as I'm on this earth, but yet I understand that I've been given access to heaven, right? Good. Listening, hearing what God plans for your future, right? Increases my faith. Hope arises. And another way is this. By speaking words out. Do you know a lot of what we say to like one another and to the people around us is not really hopeful words. Matter of fact, it falls short of what God believes true about us. We say it in, 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 in our everyday language. 
Listen, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 says it like this. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith. Hold fast to what? The confession of your faith. Or I would say like this, the confession of your hope. That's good. The confession of your hope without wavering. For he who promised, read it for yourself, is what? Faithful. Faithful. That's good. For he who promises faithful. Hey, when you are faithless, he remains full of faith. So you don't want to know how I do this in a very practical and tangible way? There are moments where I get up and anxiety floods my mind. And it starts to take over. You think that your pastor is immune from anxiety? Nope, I'm a human just like each and every one of you. I've experienced anxiety, loss, depression, uh, disappointment, all these things. But how do we as, as believers in Christ, how do we combat this because if it's a finished work then we get to choose to live from that finished work in a very practical way i get up and i say lord thank you that i am saved that my salvation is secure in you and because of that lord i am confident i have confident expectation of today of my future and you know what i'm not only thinking it i'm saying it out loud because sometimes when we say it out out loud we get to actually process what what we're saying and so we internalize it a little better lord i thank you that this circumstance is not eternal it's only temporary That whatever I face, Lord, I thank you that you say I'm an overcomer. Even some of us have dealt with so much hurt in the past couple months, even this year. Things have changed. We have had to change things. We've had to let go things. Maybe we've lost things in people. and, And it just totally looks different in our life. 2019 doesn't look like 2020. But I'm here to remind you. That you've made it through. And you feel like you've just made it through. But can I remind you that it's hope inside of you. That has allowed you to endure. That you're not just struggling to get to 2021. But you're walking in God's strength. You're walking in God's goodness. Listen, we have to see ourselves the way God sees us. We got to start saying and declaring over ourselves because we're God's children. We have the gift, the greatest gift. And because we are God's children, this temporary emotion, this thing that I'm feeling right now, this thing that I'm in right now, it doesn't deter my hope because my hope is attached to truth and you don't want to know what truth says truth says that you win it's good truth says that you overcome it's good truth says that you reign in this life truth says that it doesn't reign over you but you are actually over it and you may feel the effects of it for a temporary moment but hear me child of god as you continue with his hope in your heart as you continue with his faith With his love, you're going to see yourself coming out, going through, enduring some of the hardest things. Your hope not wavered, but your hope and your faith and your eyesight fixed on Jesus. With everybody.
with her hands lifted in this moment. We're going to come back next week and we're going to finish this series out. But for this moment, listen, your hope, what has, what has it been attached to? You may be sitting here and you may be thinking, yo, this is Christmas, Pastor. I didn't hear anything, absolutely nothing about Christmas and Jesus' birth. I got a word for us today that the story didn't end there. Come on. Which means that your story doesn't end with what you're facing or what you're dealing with. That's good. Meaning that the baby that was lying in a manger became the savior of the world. And listen, we have to choose to be able to see not only the manger, but also the empty tomb. And everything that we shared today, listen, are empty tomb realities. So let me ask us a simple question as you have your eyes closed and you're just fixed on Jesus at this moment. Who is the author of your hope? Is it baby Jesus who we who 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 appears to us each Christmas? Is it the tolerant Jesus who is friends of sinners that we think about when we're trying to get out of a situation? Is it Jesus on the cross who was crucified for the sins of the world? that we look at when we're trying to get through. Hopefully it's none of these. Listen, all these are good news about Jesus and his life, but there's only one Jesus that saves. There's only one Jesus that delivers. There's only one Jesus that rescues and gives hope and gives new life. And that is the risen Jesus seated at the right hand of God. And he declares over you that you have that seat. So the resurrection is not simply an Easter message, church, hear me. It is the message. Because he lives, so do we. Because he lives, my hope is alive. Because he lives, I am not stuck in this situation. I am moving forward. And by God's grace, I'm going to be able to experience all those things that try to overtake me. 2020 couldn't hold me back because God's future is not only on me, but it's in me. It's being played out through Jesus's life and his gift and his resurrection. So today I simply receive this as the message. Baby Jesus is good news, but it isn't good enough. Jesus is the friend of sinners. That's good news, but it isn't good enough. Jesus dying on the cross on. is certainly very good news, but it isn't good enough. Good. A dead Jesus saves nobody. Yeah. If Jesus had not been raised to new life, then everything that he did was for naught. Romans 4.25 says this, that he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification, which means that you've been justified, you've been justified, you've been vindicated, you've been freed. Come on, you're not bound by your sin or religious duties any longer. You have hope, and get this, you're even free to hope. I don't know who this is for, but because you've been bound, you feel like you have to do certain things to even experience healing. No, 
Healing is freely yours in Jesus. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. He's carrying you. There's something that we say often. It's grace saved me. Grace kept me. But here's one for you. Grace also carries me. Which means at times I don't know. I'm not even conscious of what is happening around me. But I know that where I end up where I'm supposed to be. I don't know how I got there. But grace carried me. It was his strength. It was his strength in me that allowed me to move forward when I couldn't. And it's because of Jesus and he, the fact that he's been raised to life that you've been justified and made holy and righteous by God. This is the good news of the Christmas season. This is the good news of any political season. This is the good news of any economic downturn season. This is the good news when your marriage is falling apart. This is the good news when you are dealing with loss. This is the good news when you don't know where else to turn. It's the good news of Jesus Christ freeing you from any bondage from any obligation that you may put on yourself he says child of mine you are free so heavenly father today we thank you that as we attach our hope to mr truth that mr truth reveals more of himself to us and lord i thank you that through your strength we can walk with our heads high Here's what I sense today, and I just sense that people's legs, their strength, you're getting leg, you're getting strength in your legs again. It may be physically, I don't know, but I see it in the spirit. And where you've been struggling in the spirit, hear me, God is strengthening your ability right now, your mobility right now. Where you felt like you've been stuck, God is strengthening what you use to be mobile. So I just declare that, whether it's physical or even spiritual, I declare that over you today, that God is strengthening your legs. Remember, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. This is a journey of discovering his goodness. I declare that over you today. And I'm also seeing your head being lifted. You've had your head down for way too long. What is a head that is lifted mean a head that is lifted you're not looking at you're not looking to the sky but you're looking ahead you've been looking at your feet shuffling along but hear me as your head is lifted you're looking straight ahead which means that you have an expectation of being healed you have an expectation of being provided for you have an expectation of the future God is lifting your head right now, and I just declare that over you, that by his stripes you were healed. He is the source of your life, and he gives you everything that you need for this life and for godliness. If you receive that, can you just give him a hand clap of praise? Come on, give him a hand clap of praise this morning.